Hello and welcome to 88.9 The Bridge. My name is Gil and I'm joined with Evan today on Power Predictions. We are bringing you your best football insight and analytics. And this week was a huge one. As you can see last night, Seahawks beating the Eagles. There was no surprise there, but the Eagles almost made it a close game there at the end. Evan, what did you think about that game? I thought the Seahawks played phenomenally on defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, had three, five, uh, we had five three and outs to start out the game. The Eagles didn't get a first down until the end of the second quarter. We technically really only gave up nine points. That last Hail uh, Mary doesn't really count. Seahawks kind of gave up. They're like, we already won this game. But offense looked kind of iffy on those fourth downs in the fir- uh, fourth quarter or fourth down in the first quarter. But, I mean, I think that if our defense can play like that, we'll, we'll Seahawks will be a contender for the Super Bowl. Of course. And of course, Russell Wilson is an MVP candidate, but you've, you've seen the interceptions rise up the past, what, couple of three weeks. And the scary thing is last night, he threw a pick that was like right into the arms, just like Carson Wentz did. But I, that wasn't super reassuring as a Seahawks fan to see like, geez, he kind of gave it right in the breadbasket of the defense. Well, I mean, Russell, I mean, he's, he didn't have an interception last week. Mm-hmm which was good, and he didn't have one the week before. He's had zero turnovers in two weeks, and he's starting to hold on to the ball more because he knows he started off – he had, like, this little stretch, like Cardinals, Buffalo Bills, where he had three, four turnovers, and that was concerning, but he's getting better at holding on to the football. Definitely. So I'm not really concerned about Russell Wilson right now. Um, I don't care if he gets MVP or not. It'd be much, I'd much rather win a Super Bowl as a Seahawks fan. And, yeah, so the Seahawks are in good shape right now. And also, he was really under pressure last night. This is definitely a defensive game. Eagles, even definitely. though the score was high, Eagles played really great D. And to lock up, yeah. they – of course, DK Metcalf had an amazing game, right? But not many teams can, like, even defend against DK Metcalf. So they put up actually a pretty good defensive game. Definitely. They, their rush game was huge for them. Mm-hmm. We, we had 20 – we had almost 30 rushes and only – about 80 yards, 90 yards. And that's looking at that. That's really good for the, it's good for the Eagles defense. They really stopped Carlos Hyde. What I saw, they stopped him right at the line of scrimmage, but it was just the passing game that kind of carried us to the victory last night. And especially with Metcalf having 177 yards that helped us get down the field and get enough points for the win. Definitely. And now thinking about the Eagles side of things, Carson Wentz, even though that O-line was awful, and as you can see, highest amount of sacks in the NFL by QB, or gained sacks, I should say, those passes just looked sloppy last night. I think... They definitely... Yeah, I heard the commentators talking about practice is going to be all about location, targeting, reading the defense. He kind of looks like he was a rookie quarterback last night. Yeah, I I think that... Do you, well, I think that Jalen Hurts might be the move because since he's getting sacked so much, Jalen Hurts is more of a mobile quarterback. I think he's more mobile than Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is a mobile quarterback, but I think Jalen Hurts has more athleticism than him. And, I mean, Jalen Hurts, he, he only had one pass attempt, so you can't do much about it. But he did have nine yards when Carson Wentz had literally like zero yards in the first two quarters. And, I mean – I don't know if it's time to pull the plug on Carson Wentz because they just paid him $109 million. But they're they're starting to get closer and closer to that. And it's that awkward moment right now in the GM's office, I bet, especially with the coaching staff. 
They're still a playoff contending team, which is the weird thing. But Evan, did you expect more production from Jalen Hurts last night rather than just two snaps? Well, I did for an instance. And, I mean, he had that one snap. I thought he was going to play the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. And he had an eight-yard completion. It was, like, the first completion of the game. So, I'm like, crap, he might stay in. And then, he t- and then they take him out. And then the next play, Carson Wentz gets sacked. And it was very confusing. But now thinking about it, they're paying – again, they're paying him so much money – if if you're if you're an Eagles fan, if you're an Eagles GM, you can't be like I'm not gonna pay a, this guy 110 million dollars to let him sit on the bench. Mm-hmm. That's just, I mean, it's just hard to do that because Carson Wentz has shown MVP caliber stuff, such in that Super Bowl that, that Super Bowl year that he won. Even though he got hurt before that, he showed MVP type stuff, and they I just think they want that part of Carson Wentz back. Yep. And the bumpy road the Eagles are traveling down right now is they're a playoff contending team, but they're also wondering, should we give this youngster a couple snaps in Jalen Hurts and see what can he do with the ball? But at the same time, you're thinking, like, does Carson Wentz have more experience? Can he do it? But last night, I don't think he solidified a spot at all. I think he almost made his – he almost degraded his chances of keeping Definitely. And everyone's like, well, the sacks aren't his fault. I think some of the sa- – I think most of the sacks are his fault, yep. in my opinion, because – Sacks aren't bad offense linemen. It's he's the one calling out the blitzes. He's the one calling out who's supposed to block who. He's the one who needs to make that quick read because there's 90, 90, I would say 75, 90% of the time, someone's always open on a route. Yeah. And he needs to find that route. Last night, he did not find him. I saw so many instances where he was, their wide receivers open and he just didn't throw it. One to of them and, being Dallas Godair when he was like split literally middle of the field, yeah, wide open. And Seahawks played one free safety so it was literally like one of the easier reads to make as a quarterback but that was just that was kind of rough to watch him and you wanted to see like you said the quarterback on his breakout year making the reads quickly knowing when to scramble and knowing when to throw the ball but yeah I think he, that, sorry what were we about to say he was he's he was trying to do too much last night he was trying to trying to be the hero and you don't sometimes you don't need to be the hero you just need to get those five six yard gains because you get two of those and you have a first down exactly so it, Simpler than he thinks it is, I think. Couldn't have agreed more. Now let's talk about the game that has been pushed back so many times, the Steelers v. the Ravens. What do you think about this game coming up, Evan? This is going to be an exciting game. It's very weird timing on Wednesday. It's at 1240 mm-hmm. um, Pacific time. And look, I think that the, the Steelers, they, they've played, they've beaten the Ravens and the Browns. Those are the two good teams they've beaten. And but the Steelers, everyone's like, well, they haven't played good teams. Well, they haven't lost to a good team yet, so you can't yeah. say that like they're. People think that Steelers are a bad team at ten and zero. I'm like, yeah, no, no I don't know get to ten and zero without being. Good. Yeah, they're, they're a good team, and what I'm seeing is Lamar Jackson's most likely going to be out, or he should be out for mm-hmm. tomorrow's game, and they're going to have to start RG three, I think, because Trace McSorley is also out, and I don't. I don't. I personally don't think that that's going to help him win. I think the Steelers are going to blow him away. I think the Steelers still blow them away, even with Lamar Jackson. You've seen yeah. Lamar Jackson hasn't been able to get the passing yards down. Of Definitely. course, he's still a great rushing quarterback, but that only gets you so far, especially when Pittsburgh has only allowed 17.4 points per game. That's the fewest in the NFL, actually. Definitely. And, and they're like the second or third best defense in rushing. And it's exactly. just – it's going to be hard for them to even get first downs, get yards, get touchdowns. I just don't see that happening. Couldn't agree more. I think the Steelers are a definite lock for this week. Oh, like yeah. Definitely. 
it. Yes. The only chance that the Ravens have is if if their defense plays the best game of their life, giving up no play, giving up maybe ten points. Especially points. the Steelers' offense isn't anything amazing, but they have weapons like Deontay Johnson, uh, Chase Claypool, Juju Smith-Schuster. Three yeah, they have of, a, uh, great names. They have a really good wide receiver core. Definitely. Okay, that, that, now let's move on to some next week. Yeah. All right, week 13, we're going to start with the Browns and the Titans. A great matchup here. And the Browns coming off of just like three past rainy games, but last week being a nice, sunshiny day. And you could see the team was really happy for that, producing a lot. I'm going to take the Browns in this game, which is a very – I wouldn't say it's a good take, but the Browns have been – so good this year. I think they're eight and three. They're are they're eight and three, correct? I think they're yep, eight and three. Yeah. Both teams. And, and I mean Titans are also eight and three, so it's gonna be a good matchup. But personally, I think the Browns if if the Browns can stop Derrick Henry, they'll win the game. I think it's literally as simple as that. If they don't do what the Colts did where they gave up almost two hundred yards and three touchdowns, if they can hold them to one touchdown and 80, 90, 100 yards. I think they'll win this game. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, Baker Mayfield's going to have to play a good game. Not a great game, just a solid game. No no turnovers, good passes. And because they're, they're they, I think they have the best running back core in the league. Yeah. Would you the say they're two uh, run first teams? Yes. 100. They are two run first teams. So they're going to, they're going to try to use the clock. They're going to try to get, um, get just get good yards and keep the football. I, I know the Titans are ground and pound sort of team. What is the Browns? Are they? I know they have a lot of weapons, but what do you think they're looking for? Are they looking to split the gap, or are they looking ground and pound offense? Just like I think, Cleveland Browns are more of a ground and pound team than mm-hmm. the Titans because Tannehill is. I think Tannehill is a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield, and they have. And Titans also have a better wide receiver core with, especially because Odell Beckham's out on Cleveland, and. Yeah, so Cleveland's really been relying on Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb to get the running game down, and so far they've done a really good job at that, like a really good job, and I don't see them going away from that because they're in three running the ball, and I don't think they're going to stop. Here's the thing for me. I think this is going to be a really close game, but since Tannehill has had two great weeks against two really good defenses in the Colts and the Ravens, I think he's going to come out with a win here just because he, when he's good and he's passing and he's making throws, if Tannehill is able to get in the red zone, Derrick Henry just takes over, right? Yeah. Touchdowns. The touchdown and, pass and, is really low for him, yeah. but he gets down the field. And going back to this, I think it's going to be whoever whoever has the least amount of turnovers as mm-hmm. a quarterback. Like, Three. I feel like Baker Mayfield is more of a turnover quarterback. I don't know why I feel like he's going to have less turnovers this week. And, yes, yeah, so that's why I'm taking the Browns. But, again, it's going to come down to turnovers and how they protect the ball. And yeah, more. fumbles and interceptions can definitely ruin a game, but this game, especially when you have yeah. two really good rush heavy offenses. Okay, now we're going to talk about our next game. We're going to the Rams and the Cardinals. Once again, two very even teams in standings, but that always doesn't tell the tale. Who do you think is going to win in this one, Evan? Well, so the, I think the Cardinals are a little overrated. I don't think they're. They beat the Seahawks. They beat my team. I'll I'll say. I mean, they're pretty good, but the I mean, I think the Rams are just a better team in general. They they have a better defense, and the the Cardinals have a better offense, of course. But 
like the Cardinals got really lucky beating the Bills on a Hail Mary. I count that as a win for the I, – I technically count that as a win for the Bills because they got them – they, they got them yeah. throw up a Hail Mary and get lucky. So, I mean, at the same time, the, the Cardinals, like, they're a good team. And, it's it's again, it's going to come down to how good this defense plays against Jared Goff because Jared Goff is an, incons- an inconsistent quarterback. He is – Cooper Cup's an inconsistent wide receiver – as you saw last week and the week we before that. Robert Woods, that's another wide receiver on that team. I feel like I, one of the more yeah. consistent ones, and I think yeah. definitely one of the best, one of the best, not the best, but top 10 receiver, maybe top 15 in the league. I'll give him top 15, maybe top 20. He, he is a more, he's more consistent than Cooper Cup in my mind. Yeah. And, yeah, I think he's an overall better wide receiver than Cooper Cup. Do you think Cooper Cup is the reason why Jared Goff is so inconsistent or the other way around? Cooper Cup. Other way around. Other way around, yep. Definitely. Because Jared Goff will give him 10 targets or two targets, and it really – he can he can be running the same routes, the same amount of gap, the space between the defenders, and he'll still give him the ball 10 times or two times. Yeah. And, and even like, I don't know what. Even playing a bad defense like the Seahawks, Jared Goff got no production, right? So, like you said, he's really inconsistent, and he plays well against, you know, not great defenses, but even against a defense that's mediocre in the Cardinals, I don't really know what he's going to do. He has to have a breakout week, which may possibly yeah. happen. But. And, again, that might happen because they just took a huge – that was a really tough loss for the Rams, losing to the 49ers. Definitely. And, like, that was, that was a huge game that they just couldn't they, – they needed to win that game, and – Maybe they come out this game and play much different than they did last week, or maybe they continue it. And I think we'll just have to find out game day. But for now, I'm going to take the underdogs as the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals here. come out better on defense than they have in the past couple of weeks, and they'll win this game. And the tall tale here is what Jared Goff can do in production-wise in the pocket, losing a fumble last game and two interceptions. So interceptions and turnovers for Jared Goff really plagues this team. So – he comes out strong throwing the ball. Of course, they're gonna win, but I'm taking the Cardinals also. Yeah, two, two, two for the Cardinals. Sounds good. Okay, and to wrap up this segment, my big question is gonna be: Do we think the Buccaneers are a great team anymore? Not a good team, a great team. Definitely not. Because if you're a great team, you have to beat great teams, mm-hmm. in my opinion, and you have to be good make team. Make them close. Make them really close. Yep. Yeah, I mean, they, they did make it close. And I will say they were down in a huge hole in the first quarter against the um, against the Chiefs, and they did have a good comeback. So I'll give them props for that. But, like, they just lost to the Rams. They lost, They got blown out by the Saints. They barely beat the Giants. They, they did crush the Packers, which was a big win, but then they lost to the Bears. And what I'm seeing is they're just inconsistent. This is another inconsistent football team. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're not consistently winning against these mediocre teams, such as what's like the Giants. They barely beat the Giants. Yep. They they got killed by the Saints twice. Like and great on paper. That's the weird thing. A phenomenal on paper, but they just yeah get it done like most teams would. Yeah, I was, so that's the reason I don't think they're a great team, and they and they just can't beat the Saints, and that's going to be a problem with them in the playoffs because the Saints are in their division and. They're going to end up as a wild card team playing away. And it's just going to be so hard for them to win games, well, especially after they two in a row against two good teams. The Rams are a good team. They lost mm-hmm. to a good team. 
the and- Chiefs are a great team, I'd say. They lost to Chiefs again. Yep. So, I mean, it, it, next week they play the Vikings. And personally, I think the Vikings are a good team. I think they've, they started off bad, but they're turning into a good team. Mm-hmm. And, and if, if they Cousins late. Yeah, Thanks. definitely. And but, if, sorry, you go. Or, um, if, if Buccaneers can pull out a good win, a solid maybe 10-point win, two-possession two win against the Vikings, they're, I think they're back to the conversation of being a good to great team. But for now, I'm putting them as a mediocre to good team. And that answers it for all of those Buck fans out there. Your team's inconsistent. Just to let you know if you didn't <laughs> know that already. But to wrap it up here, my name was Gil, and I was joined with Evan today. And it was a pleasure to talk to you guys today about your analytics games and what we think, of course, of the Buccaneers. Once again, very inconsistent. But you joined us on Power Predictions today. Thank you for joining us. Join us next week from 8 to 9 p.m. on Tuesday nights. Thank you very much and have a great day.